All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, or noon, or whatever, whatever time it is. Sorry about the postponement of today's bear feed. I, uh, I had just woken up and I was grumpy and my buddy was working on the door in the room. And so I was just kind of being a dick. And uh, now we're back in business. So let's just, let's just get right into it. I finished another soy song with the help of the Unbearables. Hey, Bricks, um, Brick Off Animations. Hey, Democra uh, Democracy Bear. It's good to see all you guys here. It's so funny, like some of you guys are such good hearted people. <laughs> like, uh, so I just, uh, before debuting the song, I just gotta just fill you in on, on just a really funny Twitter exchange. It's, it's so fascinating how people think. All right, just real quick, I wanna give a, uh, a shout out to someone who just said something really nice. So I was like arguing with this guy and uh, cause I write, I wrote right wing snowflakes are a fascinating bunch and I'll tell you why in a second. And this guy, uh, thoughtful crusader at delayed success, D E L A I D success. Such a good comment. He just wrote, uh, fuck them. Keep chopping wood and bringing joy and insight to your family and the ever grateful bearables. Cheers, mate. It's so cool when someone, because sometimes uh, trolls get more attention than just good-hearted people. And it's really cool when someone just says something like that in the middle of, you know, they're just like, hey, no, just keep your eyes on the prize, buddy. Like, don't don't get too bogged down in these, in these people. Because what happened was, I did a tweet yesterday that said, we need a white ethno state because the low black IQ keeps, is keeping down the whites. And then next quote, you must love Jews and Chinese then. And then next quote, nope, too smart, tricky, too tricky. And then next quote, so you, your utopia is average IQ, no higher or lower than a manager of Jamba Juice. And then last quote is, you sure you ain't a Chinese Jew? And so Ben Shapiro retweeted that. Uh, you know, I'm like, I, I've never hung with Ben Shapiro, but we're like cyber boys and we have a lot of the same friends and I, I'm a huge fan of his show and it, he clearly liked that joke. And a bunch of like these alt-right type guys, uh, and I don't, I'm trying not to judge people based on like what they think or whatever, but like you can't not let people joke. Like right-wing snowflakes, I think are the worst of both worlds. Like, cause th at that point you have none of the mainstream power that the left has. The right has none of that, right? But at the same time, you also act like dicks. Like I don't get the appeal of that. So then this one guy, I'm not even going to call him out because he's probably a good guy. I get where he's coming from. Where he, there's, a, there's a lot of like white dudes that are sick of how everyone gets to have pride and mock Christians and white people and they don't get to. You get to. Just make it funny. My, my avatar picture on Twitter has a Hitler mustache. Like, do you think I'm, I'm not like hitting all over the place? And he also didn't get the joke. He said, nice to see Ben Shapiro retweeting, calling whites nothing but Jama Juice managers. He'd flip out about a joke about Jewish people. 
uh, I just wrote, you didn't understand the joke. It's not about. And then we just kept go, going back and forth. He's like, oh, I did. Whites shouldn't talk about IQ because they just have the IQ of Jamba Juice managers. Well, I get it. I'm like, I promise you don't get it. And I wrote, it's weird how confident you are that you get a joke that you don't get. Like, I'm obviously not saying whites all have Jamba Juice IQs. Do you not see the irony in you not understanding the joke about IQ? I'm mocking one guy saying one thing. And then it's it's awesome having like intelligent people follow me now that can like help out in situations like this. <sighs> because people are like, no, he's mocking the, the white ethno-state concept of the Richard Spencer movement, uh, not Jamba Juice employees or all white people. And I'm like, exactly. And then the dude just kept saying like, and I know Joe Rogan, is a good friend of mine and a wonderful human being. In the last couple of podcasts, he'll, he'll even bring up with other guests how much I, t- I tweet or like get in, engaged with like trolls. But this is how I think and learn, okay? Like I, this guy to me isn't a troll and I actually have empathy for him because it's true culturally that a lot of like white Christian males feel like the underdogs and they are. And that, that's not saying they don't control a lot of wealth. That's not saying historically they haven't had a lot of power, but like, like, um, that Seth Rogen produced show. Um, I actually like the show, but it's just pretty hypocritical, but it's called uh preacher. And, uh, like Jesus in it was, was re- Jesus is like offspring was, was retarded. And they had like a long sex scene with Jesus. It was like really gratuitous and they wouldn't make any of the terrorists Muslim. They like made them all Armenian. It's like there, there really is a subtle constant dig at like, Christian, you know, Bible thumper. Imagine saying Quran thumper. Like, it just, like, there'll be like a pipe bomb guy yesterday in New York. And it, like, will barely get reported. And when they do it, they just make it seem like it's just a random guy and not like a a Muslim. So I get the frustration, but you can't become what you don't like or else it just sucks. So I just wanted to quickly address that. And does that mean I can't be friends with people in the alt-right? No, I can. Just like I can be friends with socialist celebrities. I just think that they're wrong and it's really a buzzkill. All right. So Ben Shapiro is great at selling ice to Eskimos. Well, he is a good salesman. You ever hear him like sell stuff? He's like, which brings me to one of the sponsors of the day. Uh, These sheets are great. When I put my ass on the sheets... And, and he's like, oh, so you can't make fun of Jews or blacks? I'm like, I make fun of Jews and blacks and everyone all the time. Like, do you not know me? I think that's a, a, a thing with, with, um, with, with Twitter. Sometimes people, you have this like feeling that people actually know you, you know? Where like when people respond, you're like, he wasn't an unbearable, which is, that's why I like the unbearables, like the little bear thing, because I know, I, I at least have the sense that someone knows me. And, and we know them because I'm like, do you not know that I mock everything? Like I've tweeted just, it's awesome being white, being white's the greatest. Like there's no context. All right. No, but I, I love Ben Shapiro. I think he's great. And I think this like this weird hatred of like, I, I truly rarely see people not like just I think anti-Semitism is typically way overblown. Like, I rarely hear people say shit about Jews. I feel like that's one of those, like, older 
it's almost like hating Catholics or something. Uh, and that's why it always surprises me when someone's like, well, if I went at the Jews, I'm like, why would you like, yeah, you can, I mean, they're finicky, you know, they have weird relationships with their moms. I don't know. There's a, you can make fun of Jews in a lot of ways, but like, I don't get the, like, I, I get the frustration with Islam because they keep blowing the shit out of people. But like, what's up with the Jew thing? All right, Adam Lacey. Thanks, buddy. Infowars used your soybean expression. I'm proud of you, Owen Benjamin. You're changing the world for the better. Keep up the love and intellect. Okay, well, you brought me back to earth because I'm about to play you guys the brand new soy song that you guys helped me write, and I'm very appreciative. Soybeans roasting on an open fire Estrogen pumping through male veins A dude named Carol hanging out by the fire with another whose gender no one knows. I'm non-binary. We know too much soy will make you trans. It's in so much food today. I can't drink water without any soy in it. We were told by the guys who are old I'm telling you, kid. That their buddies who ate soy lost their balls. And their wieners. We know that soybeans will make you gay. All those Starbucks lattes you drink make you gay. Can I have an extra towel? And in Canada, the baby's mom will cry. When the doctor won't say boy or say kai. It's a genderless baby, eh? And so I'm offering this simple song. This is my favorite I part. I could be right or I could be wrong. There's no chance I'm wrong. A bean or two. Or a bite of tofu. is cool but anymore will make you trans <laughs> yeah so that's that oh and i'm sh i think uh i didn't invent soy boy by the way i don't know if you guys know that uh if info wars did soy boy that that may have come from one of my jokes but i didn't invent it I think that, um, I don't know who invented Soy Boy. I, I, I was early on the Soy Boy mock, mock train, but I definitely didn't invent it. So, um, yeah. But you don't know how these things work. It's almost like like the way memes work is they just... That's one of the, the, the things that I think is really fascinating about the internet is um, there's some things that just spread, and I'm all about just spreading it. Oh, yeah, I, I did all that piano this morning, too. I was working on that uh, during the night and the day. Let's, you guys want to hear it again? I'm insulted, so I have to leave. Find my safe space. Get some... Th oh, what's up, Papa Bear? Oh, the Soy Boy. Well, we have a bunch of soy songs. Do you want to hear the first day of Soy Miss? Or no, the 12, 12 triggers. See, that's the thing that gets me like... 
I don't understand how people would think that I'm like one of these guys that like doesn't mock everything. I'm doing an entire album called A Very Soy Christmas. Listen to this Christmas. Listen to this one. On the first day of Christmas, something triggered me. A straight couple with a family. On the second day of Christmas, something triggered me. Two total genders and a straight couple with a family. Later, Kyle. On the third day of Christmas, something triggered me. Three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. I'm just going to show, I'm going to get it to the, the end part so you guys can hear all the ones. I listen to this one. And a straight couple with a family. <laughs> On the eleventh day of Christmas, something triggered me. Eleven good cops copping, yeah. ten trumps a tweeting, nine men succeeding, eight comics joking, seven bombs a billion, six Russians hacking, five whites with no guilt, four slurless lattes, three full-time moms, two total genders, and a straight couple with a family. Alright, Jesus went out. On the twelfth day of Christmas, some, something triggered me. Twelve Christians paying. Eleven good cops capping. Ten trumps a tweeting. Nine men succeeding. Eight comics joking. Seven arms of billions. Six Russians hacking. Five whites with no guilt. Four total Three full-time moms. Two total genders. And a straight couple with a family. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Five whites with no guilt. Yeah, it goes. Twelve Christians, twelve Christians praying. Eleven good cops copping. Ten Trumps a tweeting. Nine comics joking. Eight armed civilians. Seven something something. Six didn't. Five whites with no guilt. Four soyless lattes. Three full time moms. Two total genders. And a straight couple with a family. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's why it's hilarious when like the, like there's right wing snowflakes that are like, hey, I don't appreciate it when you didn't just like attack Jews. It's like, I don't do that. I just am funny. Okay, one for the future. Beta the soy man, tuna frosty. That's hilarious, William. All right, let's see what the super chats are saying. Thank you, Shea. All right, CTH Liberty says, making me choose between the Big Bear and Ben Shapiro's podcast. Why would you do this to me? Oh, you go live? I just listen to it later. Usually when I'm like, that's when I'm, when I'm skiing, I usually listen to podcasts, but I'm trying this thing where I'm going to listen to a lot more music and see if, uh, what that does to my brain, because you guys request a lot of songs on here and I want to like get to all the songs that I don't know. And frankly, there's not enough hours in the day. So I'm going to start listening to all the songs you guys request. All right. So. And now we're going to talk about my buddy Eric Weinstein's requests for history. Soy Bay is hilarious. You need to make this shareable. Yeah, I might just put it on YouTube. I don't know how to sell stuff on, on iTunes. It takes like time and all that shit. And I'm just, uh, my wife always tries to get me to sell everything. You know, she's watching out for me. But, uh, and she sees how much time I put into stuff, but I just want to get stuff up. Like I've so, I just want to put everything up. So I might just put these up because I mean, it's Christmas time. And if you want to, uh, you know, donate to my next special or like throw the big bears to feed the bear a little bit, 
You can uh, super chat or go to hugepianist.com, but I think I'm just going to make it available for everyone. Frosty the Soy Man is big. All right, so he told me to check out Operation Mockingbird, and this is kind of crazy. I don't, do you guys know about some of this weird shit? Like Operation Mockingbird was an alleged large-scale program of the United States CIA that began in the early 50s in an attempt to manipulate news media for propaganda. It uh, funded student and cultural organizations and made magazines as uh, front organizations. That's 100% true, by the way. Operation Mockingbird. Do, do you guys ever feel like all of media functions like a, like a school of fish? Because the other day I was quoting something from, I don't know, like Crowder or somebody like that. And someone was like, oh, that's not real news. And I'm like, uh, I... Listen, Breitbart has its problems, but I, I think Breitbart is actually more valid in a lot of ways than mainstream media because it isn't connected to this Operation Mockingbird stuff. I You know it is. Like GQ Man of the Year or GQ Person or, or Citizen of the Year was, was Colin Kaepernick. Like that means GQ is the same magazine that was trying to get like dudes to like dress a certain way so they could like bang more chicks. It's like they don't have a, a, um, an ethic. They just go with whatever they're told they have to do. It's like absolute craziness. The intelligence community is not your friend. Look up Operation Northwoods. Their bias is out in the open. I know, but we can take them down just with this stuff. I mean, right now there's, there's literally, there's 400 people watching this right now live with no marketing budget. And we'll get three or 4,000 more watching. And then if I put it on iTunes, I, I know how to do podcasts. There's another 30,000, 40,000. It's like, they, 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 they don't have control anymore. And I think it's amazing. Behind Breitbart is the elite council for national policy. I don't know what that means. Andrew, they have no principles. None, 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 none. And that's what's making them go out of business. Is like being a good person is good for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons also is business. It's like, imagine if just any of these newspapers just didn't bend the knee to this like psychotic leftist agenda. They would be the biggest newspaper in the world. Like, cause you just, uh, you just, you would, you would trust them. All right. The information will set you free. All right, Taylor, what's up, buddy? You can sell digital albums on bandcamp.com. I'm going to put that in right now. Just so I remember it. Bandcamp.com. Thanks, Taylor. Bandcamp. Let's see what this is. Oh, this is cool. Good. I'm going to do that. Because the third-party shit with, um, with iTunes is very CIA-ish. It's like, well, well, uh, thoughts on Milo Yiannopoulos? I think he's uh, more of a comedian than a political figure. He kind of has that weird mixture of, like, provocateur which is a weird French word for like comedian <laughs> where it's like he, he pokes at people and he, he says a lot of truth, but he also can say things that are just insane. But I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think he should be censored or anything, but I think that he does it to get a reaction. And I think that like he'll do these big hyperboles and these big exaggerations to get a reaction. That's what comedy is. So I respect it as a comedian but I, I don't really see some of the stuff he says are like, uh, 
I think he goes overboard to to get a reaction. What about putting your albums and singles on Spotify? I'll check that out. I don't really know how that all works. Milo has oppression armor. He does, but it doesn't work. The left doesn't actually care about oppression armor. Like, look at Clarence Thomas. He almost didn't get... The Supreme Court because he made a joke. His grandfather was a slave. <laughs> but he's not always wrong. No, he's definitely not always wrong. He says some stuff. Like the stuff he says about feminism and Islam stuff, about he's uh a lot of times he's right on the money. But he uh then will just you know, he's like, Yeah, covered in cum from all these black dicks and I'm like Yeah, I mean that's one way of doing it. Alright, here's another one that uh, Eric wanted me to discuss. The McCollum Memo, also known as the Eight Action Memo, was dated October 7th, 1940, more than a year before the Pearl Harbor attack sent by Lieutenant and Commander McCollum, who provided the president with intelligence reports on Japan and oversaw every intercepted and decoded Japanese military and diplomatic report destined for the White House in his capacity as director of the Oval, blah, blah, blah. So what's to do with this memo? The memo outlined the general situation of several nations of World War II and recommended an eight-part course of action in the United States to take the Japanese Empire and South Timor. All right, so what is this thing all about? More opportunity to tribute some government position, quote record. Okay, the eight action plan. Make an arrangement with Britain for the use of Britain bases in the Pacific. Make an arrangement with the Netherlands to use the base facilities. Give all possible aid to the Chinese government. Send a division of long-range heavy uh, crusaders to the Orient. Send two divisions of marine, submarines to the Orient. Keep them. All right, I'm gonna have to really uh, look into this one. I don't. Th this one seems pretty. Uh... Oh, Randall McCollum just said, "So where's my memo?" That's hilarious. I have to uh, look more into this one because I don't really. I feel like this one. I thought it could just be like a one-liner that we discuss, but I need to understand the ramifications. Hey guys, I know the unbearables might be the best crowd to ask, but my family needs help. Cheers, everyone, and Merry Christmas. GoFundMe.com. Uh, cool. Yeah, will you uh, DM me that? I've been tricked a lot recently, but uh, you seem legit. What do you need help with? I can just send you like some some extra money right now if you if you're not fucking lying to me. What do you guys think about that that little kid? Uh, what was his name? Keaton or whatever. Do you think that was? Do you think that was? Uh, that was all BS or what? I think he, uh, everyone, can someone help me set up a super chat payment? I want to send the big bear some cash and, well, you can just go to hugepianist.com or like the Streamlabs link. District is another option to sell music on Spotify, Pandora. All right, great. I'll do that. Is it, is it, uh, man, me too, but I don't get that. Is it uh uh is Spotify easy to upload stuff to? I've never uploaded anything. I always did stuff through Comedy Central, so they always uploaded everything. And uh, I'm still trying to do merch and all that stuff, but like my brain I mean think about like most of my brain goes to shit like this. Soybeans roasting on an open fire. Should we listen to the soybean song one more time? Let's listen to the soybean song one more time. There's no way you could know a video is going to go viral. That is true. I know. 
I think the kid is still a target of bullying, but maybe the mom is a bit off, still looks legit about the bullying. I just think when things go that big, it like, I don't, I just like enjoy the fireworks. No, the mom sharing, it's crazy. Like I'm, I'm already the, to the point where I'm, I'm going to start not having Walter on live feeds and videos and stuff because he's almost two. And I think like, um, they're get, like the more sentient a kid gets, the the more I want to be like protect him from um, from uh, exposure. But there's like a he's still a little bit in the age where I can um, because he's just like look at the lights. I'm sitting with that dad. Like oh, there's a piano. But like I, man, he was so heartbroken. Who was the little kid? I think black people get mad when white people are in a bad position. They want to feel more oppressed than a tiny white kid. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I think it was a combination of like a opportunistic mom and then a bunch of blacks that were um, bummed out that they weren't seen as the victims for three minutes. But like, uh, I, I don't want my kid to be like seen by a lot of people when he knows what it is. As kids, it's fine. It's actually cool. It, it, I think it like almost inspires people to have kids, which I think more people should do and get married and have families. Like, one of the reasons I share stuff is because I don't think people understand the, the beauty and the unbelievably great life of family out there. And I think a lot of young people are kind of lost with that stuff where they just think empowerment comes from uh, just getting hammered until you're 50 banging strangers. And uh, I just, there's some images that I want to share of, of like Walter and me and Amy where I'm like, like seriously get a family and um and that's one of my motivations because i think that uh i think it's really cool when like you know 20 year old guys are like man i really want a wife and kid now man like i like your life inspires me and i'm like that's good for the world because i didn't know how great family was i mean my family's very small you know i have my uncle we did that that um that uh that episode remember with my uncle who's like a safari hunter like he's you know he's just pure iowa you know he thinks uh he likes ted cruz but thinks he's a little liberal <laughs> he has uh two guns on him all the time and uh he's seen some real shit you know and so we have him and that's it i have no cousins no grandparents i have a brother and two parents and so I, uh, I didn't really understand like how amazing big families are. And then when I, I married Amy and like I get her family now, you know, I'm like, hello, can I have some of your family, please? And so now it's, uh, it's a blast. All right. Barrel Bear says, uh, excited to see you in Portland Thursday. Yeah, me too. Portland. I'm doing Helium Comedy Club. It's going to be hilarious. I saw like like a tweet to promote me. And it was like, Owen Benjamin has seen it at midnight and on Inside Amy Schumer. Like they just hunted through my credits to find like what the the indoor cats in Portland would like. I want to be like, oh, that's weird. How about the last 30 appearances on Louder with Crowder or Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla? No, those with way bigger audiences than, than fucking at midnight or canceled Amy Schumer. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Owen has a video related to that called Bonobo Bounce. I miss Guck. Oh, yeah. Guck will do it soon. Guck will be on soon. All right. So, uh, 
Tommy McDonald, thanks for the super chat. Crowder and Owen are igniting the revolution of the mind with along the actual comedy. Please knight my bareness as DJ Myopia Bear. Thanks, Owen. Welcome, DJ Myopia Bear. Let's get a little bear icon in your Twitter so we all know who you are. All right, Dylon212. Owen, have you heard of Libido Dominandi? It is about using sexual liberation as a means of political and societal subversion. Well, someone, one of the bears started a book club, and one of them is Animal Farm that we're going to read this week. And I haven't read that in a long time, but it reminded me of A Brave New World. And A Brave New World addressed that, where the sexual liberation, it's so easy to tempt. It's almost like how pedophiles get kids. You know, they'll like uh, show them porn and stuff. And, um, and there's certain like things that just arouse people, and then that's how they, they snatch it, you know? And that's one thing they do with young people is they're like, no, get your dick sucked by everybody. You, get, you can fuck everybody. That's what liberation is, you know? And then once you go down that road, you, it's, it's easy to just be manipulated. It's almost like the, the donkey mines in, uh, was that Pinocchio? Where he starts growing those big donkey ears and he ends up in the salt mines, the, uh, the island of pleasure, the pleasure island. It's, uh, it's a way to control people. It's, uh, you know, like African... African uh, warlords will have their, their, their kid armies. You know, they get them all jacked up on, on drugs and, and like these little 10-year-olds and they, and they get hookers and all this stuff. And, they, uh, and that's how they keep them because they become addicted to that, the, the vices. So it's easy to then supplement some bullshit ideology with the vices, you know? And so um, that's one reason why I think people should get families. Is Brave New World your favorite dystopian novel? No, mine's 1984. For me, I think it's like, it's chilling. I mean, and it's right at the heart of um, uh, uh, Chef Bear. You're one of the only people I've seen in recent years who actively supports the creation and maintenance of families. You're an inspiration to younger generations. It's so important to the continuation of our society because I, I believe that uh, the rights should be of the individual that's why I'm not alt-right, because the alt-right seems almost like a leftist take on race, where it's like, if, as soon as you start demographically categorizing people, you, you um, who, who said it, um, or what book was it? It was in The Fountainhead? I don't know, but uh, on, on Rand said that the, the, the most, the most, uh, something minority, what's the word? The, something. The most vulnerable minority is the individual. And that always uh, blew my mind. The most vulnerable minority is the individual. The individual rights are everything. First Amendment, Second Amendment. Um, Third Amendment isn't really that applicable, but, you know, I'm glad it's there. Fourth Amendment, big, you know. So, so, um, but outside of that, you, like culturally, we need families because you've got to pass on morality. Because if you are just into the individual and you're also an atheist and you also have no family, it's easy to go down a road of uh, nihilism, which can breed uh, psychopathy. So, I don't know. All right, Josh, I like Brave New World a lot and Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath is good. What's up, Westside Bear? Thanks for the high fives. She was an awful writer, great concept, no moxie. You know, I have to agree with you a little bit on that. I, to me, she wasn't the best writer. She was, the, she was very good at concepts. Like, she probably would have been really good at, like, with blogs. 
And I have friends that would get pissed about that. Like Michael Malice has like some of his, some of her like first uh, edition copies of Fountainhead and shit. The most vulnerable minority is the individual. That is why the individual needs a collective to protect them that requires some demographics. Yeah, but it, all right, I, I get your point. I think it should be chosen demographics. I don't think if you lump people into demographics, you miss out. Uh, you miss out on a lot of geniuses. Like imagine if you are in a white ethno state, how do you get Thomas Sowell? If you're in a, um, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how do you get Thomas Aquinas if you're only into Jews? Like if you're in, it's like, I, I, I think that, that it should be a chosen demographic. I think collective should be like uh, voluntary and based on uh, shared goals and shared culture and shared ideals because that's the most powerful. And then you get them addicted to heroin. All right, you guys want to hear any songs? And I, uh, Snowbank Production says, I'm from Cambodia. Oh yeah, you're white Chad from Cambodia, I think, right? Minority should mean, oh, Lori says exactly. I'm glad you get, you, you dig my vibe. The pro-abortion movement is about giving a group women the power to murder the individual. Pre well, there's just so many ironies in that movement. It's like they want abortions up until nine months and then they call illegal children dreamers. It's just so, it's just so queerly manipulative. It's like, okay, so you're like, like a, a baby that would live outside of the womb. You think a mother has the right to, to kill that woman, that baby. And whether or not you're pro or against abortion, you got to be insane to think that. Like just like a seven month pregnant woman, like with the bump, you think that she has the right to just, just kill that, that kid. You're, you're literally a, a psychopath. And so like, but once it's born, um, now it's a dreamer. It's like, what? All right, Fahrenheit 451 relates more with what's going on now on college campuses with using censorship to eliminate personal suffering. Ending, ending was naive though. Yeah, Fahrenheit 451 is the temperature that books burn. Uh, that's a great call, Clay. It's uh, the whole censorship to alleviate uh, bad feelings. None of this is new. It's just supercharged by the internet. And the, the thing about human nature that's a little terrifying is that people self-censor themselves where they, um, Cat Stevens, father and son. I can play you that. It's not time to make a change. No, it's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it slowly. You're still young, that's your fault. I'll, I'll get the chords, I'm not gonna mess this up. All right, father and son. It's a pretty, it's really pretty on the ukulele. I got my son a ukulele. He seems to really be into guitars. It's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy. You're still young, that's your fault. No, that's not, that's your fault. There's so much you have to know. Find a girl, settle down. No, find a girl, settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me, I am old, but I'm happy. And that's like, and then the kid, I, or no, no, the, this song is really pretty. I just can't play it because I don't have a pedal on my piano. New pedal, December 14th. If you want to know, it's your super chats at work. Oh shit, what is my thing on? 
Your super chat's at work, ladies and gentlemen. Your super chat bought that door that's still being painted and not, not closable yet. Uh, a new piano and a new computer and a microphone. So that's it so far. All right. And then the kid's like, how can I try to explain? When I do, he turns away again. It's always been the same, same old story. And that's like, from the moment I could talk, I was ordered to listen. Now there's a way, and I know that I have to go away. I know I have to go. It's um, it's almost it reminds me a little of the story of Abraham, where it's like um the seek and you shall find type thing, where where someone has to leave in order to return home. It's also um Homer, you know, the hero's journey, where like I know I have to go. And I like this song a lot because it doesn't demonize dads, and it also doesn't demonize kids. It just is. And those I think are the best songs because these are just like, like some songs, like some of these, like it's my pussy, my rules. Like these modern songs are like, it demonizes advice from parents. It, it makes it seem like parents are idiots. Like even this song that I kind of like, it's like, hang on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to play this song, but it's, Like, let's, let's review this song. Hang on. I come home in the morning light. My mother says, when you gonna live your life right? Oh, mama dear, we're not the fortunate ones. And girls, they want to have fun. It's like, phone rings in the middle of the night. My father yells, what you gonna do with your life? Oh, daddy dear, you know you're still number one. But girls, they want to have fun. Oh, girls just want to have. That's all they really want. Okay, so, uh. And so there's the next one. Some boys take a beautiful girl and they hide her away from the rest of the world. Muslims. I want to be the one to walk in the sun. And girls, they want to have fun. Okay, so like, this is one of those like super self-expression songs. But like in the 1980s, they still said, Daddy, you're still number one. They wouldn't do that now. The, the modern version would be like, it's like, uh, where is it? The phone rings. This, is, this, is, this would be the new version. I get a text in the middle of the night and my father says, what you gonna do with your life? I say, dad, uh, dad, you are toxic and dumb cause girls, uh, are now number one. We have pussy hats and wear. We are so dumb. I don't know. I like. 
I say like too much. Everyone knows I say like too much. I can't stop. I will though. I'll try. Favorite book, Blood Meridian is mine by far. Oh, I mean, Blood Meridian. Have you ever listened to that on Audible? It's read by this legend. It's like, in the dirt, in the mud. And he picked up his the brim of his hat and he saw blood. Blood flowing from his eyes. And he knew he was dead. He was a dead man. He had a taste of bullets in his mouth. And he saw a child's, child get his face ripped off by a bear. And that bear had, was hungry. Couldn't blame the bear. He also couldn't blame that child for wanting to live. You know, it's, it's, it's just so intense. All right, Tommy says, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn, Ayn Rand is amazing and um, prescient. But yeah, she's a bit of a humanist. P.S. I did Twitter DM you and have a bear on it. Roar. Yeah, I'm going to go through all those. I'm, I'm running behind on responses. I've just been obsessed with making the soy Christmas. Thank you for the super chat, bud. Snowback Productions. From here forth, I will be known as Snow Bear, unless it's taken. No, you can be Snow Bear. Love you all and keep pushing content and good morals. I needed to support the Bear Clan. Oh, the Bear Clan is a wonderful clan. Check out Boingo Boingo. Yeah, 80s gold. Think lyrics to nothing to fear, but fear itself may interest you, especially since it dates from 82. Uh, Stefan Molyneux had a great point about that nothing to fear, but fear itself bullshit that FDR said. And let me also point something out. Like, I disagree with some of the stuff that Molyneux believes, and I still think he's awesome. Like, why do people have to agree with every single thing a person says in order to be a fan of them now? It's almost like this weird narcissistic like need for self like for your own image to reflect in everyone's eyes you know it's like i think that guy is brilliant and it's like he says some stuff where i'm like ah eh, i wouldn't mind debating you on that one new but uh i think he's fascinating but anyway he's talking about nothing but fear but fear itself it's like fear has kept more people alive than anything like fear is not to be avoided and like jordan peterson who i love his um talks about how uh conquering fear you don't you don't conquer fear you just gain courage like your fear is still there but like you just gain courage and like like fdr is saying nothing to fear but fear itself and then the movie it where it's like the one girl who isn't scared of the clown beats the clown no that's the girl who dies be scared of the clown but like prepare to kill the clown and you will still feel fear. I feel fear every time I walk on stage, guys. And I look, you know, my pulse barely rises. All right, anyone ever see rumor? What are your thoughts on the country of Morocco? I don't know much about old Morocco. I know that it's changed a lot. I mean, um, that one of the most famous movies of all time, um, Blanco, uh, Casablanca is set in Morocco. And back then it seems like it seems like it was uh, it was a lot different. I got vitamins in that shit. Over ten. I'm so close to ANCAP. I could pose for a photo with Malinu and Malice, but not quite there. Yeah, me neither. I'm uh, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm all about the individual. I think large government is awful, but I also think that there's some flaws to it. But it's all good. I think that these talks are, are important. I think that, that Malinu and, and Malice are an important force to push people away from this big government bullshit. But uh, like I think the welfare state and I think, uh, you know, 50% plus taxes that go to nothing is theft. 
But at the same time, it's like, um, I think that it doesn't really, it doesn't really address certain human nature things where, um, people are going to protect their dirt. People want nations. They do. And it's like, it's, it's interesting when like ultra capitalists don't address what people want. It's like, um, I have pride in my town. I feel like even though I don't own the whole town, because a lot of like ANCAP stuff is, is it's all about like the, the globe is you. I, I don't know. I'm not doing a good job explaining it. I'm not going to tackle this. I don't like to um, criticize people that aren't here unless I just have no respect for them. Uh, and I know that they're so smart, both of those guys, that they would do such a good job explaining what they're talking about. But like, I just know human nature likes tribes and we also take pride in our in dirt under our feet. And I think that that's not something that we can... And that usually is a force that starts creating governments, whether you like it or not, and armies and shit like that. So I don't really... Yeah, let's all take a big coffee sip together. Hey, look, I got a Crowder mug. Do you... The town owns you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I need to really think about a lot of this stuff. And I do think about a lot of it, but I just don't really... Uh, I can't wrap my brain around not having pride in a town or a, or a nation. Like, I have an American flag on a pole in front of my house. I don't understand, like, how I could do a flag of just me. But maybe I'm missing something fundamental. Because, like, I've had long talks with Malice, and he, uh, he's, he's made me think things I never thought before, which is cool. The nation state was created to protect the individual. Right. And it gets corrupted. I don't believe in human nature other than we are adaptable. Um, we are adaptable. I think it's almost like hardware and software. Like, you have the hardware of a computer and you have the software, where you have hardware that isn't adaptable. You see a snake, you're going to get scared. There's certain people that can like uh, either don't possess that or can really deal with it. But um, that's just, that's hard. That's hardwire. That's hardware. But then your software is, is very, it's called uh, uh, neuroplasticity. And it's very, very uh, fluid. Molly is the creepy uncle in the ANCAP family that the estranged from because he keeps touching their kids. No, I actually think the opposite. He's a guy that I would trust kids with. Yeah, I think he's a very kind man. Like, I think he's done a lot of self-reflection to, um, to like, know how to be a really good dad. And that's one of the things that really draws me to him. It isn't about politics or, or any of that stuff. I love when he talks about his family because it's like, he, like, uh, that peaceful parenting stuff is so hard. It's so hard to not, because like I was raised with a level of craziness and there's abuse all over the place when you're a kid and, and it's from people that love you, from people that don't know any better, from whatever. And it's so easy to just want to scream at someone's face. It's so small and, um, and you have to like really put in work to not do that because you want to do it um to protect them there's this scene in, in uh there's this scene in uh oh, man stranger things where hopper is with that girl 11 and he's like yelling at her he's like you do not leave this house you know 
And then he like, he, it, it might be that scene or another scene in the truck, but he almost, he's like almost crying. And he's like, I just get so damn scared and I want to protect you. You know, there's a type of person that wants to hurt vulnerable people. And if you're like that, someone should just blow your head off. Like you're bad, in my opinion. Like if, if you just want, if you see someone vulnerable and you want to take out your life's problems on them, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are so scared that someone will hurt their kid that you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be his ass. So he knows not to run in the street. And that's like, I don't want to be that guy at all. And I want it, but I have to figure out a way out of it. I've never yelled at Walter. I've never hit Walter and uh, I don't plan on it, but like that's in me and that's in a lot of people because that's how we were raised, you know, where it's like, I just, I don't know. That's what I, I really respect that about him. All right. So Adam just sent me a super chat. If you want to understand anarcho-capitalism, you must go to the source, Murray Rothbart and the uh, Mises Institute. I recommend Mises University to everyone. Yeah, Rothbart, I, or was Mises, was he in the 1920s? Here's the thing about anarcho-capitalism that's really profound, is they were right about a lot of shit. And, um, like, I was, I've been, we all are right or wrong about a lot of stuff. I've been right about a lot when it comes to cultural predictions. There's something recently that I predict. Oh yeah, like the like I was doing jokes about the Russian hack a year ago that still hold up like to the word, you know. Mises, it was either Mises or Rothbard. I think it was Mises. There was a big debate in the 20s about capitalism and socialism and communism up until the 50s. And and you could be a good communist. You could be a good-hearted communist up until a certain point, like a good guy, you know, where you're really watching out for society and you think what you're doing is good. And then the data starts coming in about free market versus um, socialized markets. And it's not questionable that communism and socialism is an absolute disaster and that free market economies raise uh, everyone out of poverty, pretty much. It's like not questionable. And like dudes like Mises predicted that shit. And when you predict decades ahead of time, it means that what you're, it means that your thought process is valid because it's almost like time travel comes from, uh, from when you have like an ability of, of seeing patterns and in your mind, you just extrapolate the patterns. You just follow through on the patterns and, um, and it's almost like time travel. And, uh, so, so many people are wrong constantly turn on CNN. They're, they're wrong every day. Every day they say shit that within a week is proven false. They have no system. And so when you see someone predict some shit ahead of time, you know, that's why libertarians have a draw to me too, because uh, Ron Paul predicted a, like the, 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 uh, the housing market crash in like 03. And you know, people in 08 aren't predicting that shit who work at banks. And you have this, this dude Who's just saying like it ha this has to happen, you know, and so that's why I have a lot of respect for these guys. But I just, from what I know about human nature, it sounds so hard to imagine people not having pride in the dirt they stand on and people not wanting some sort of government. I have a hard time seeing that in my mind. All right, I'm gonna wrap things up here soon. But thank you for the super chat, Adam. Uh, what are you guys talking about? CNN is mass hysteria bubble. Yeah, it's the worst. But a lot of people take it as real. Malinu's story of your enslavement is a masterpiece on YouTube. 
Oh yeah. Well, I got to check that out. But the, the the history of slavery is is just fascinating, and it's so it's not it's not um, it's not taught properly in schools. All right, just trying to get an age bearing. I don't know why '90s kids that feel the same way that I do. Uh, '90s kid here, '80s '90s kid. President Hopburn, firstly, yes. The only thing we should be talking about is cryptocurrency. Well, my buddy, uh, Eric Weinstein, who, who told me to look up some of the stuff, that's the guy, he, he tweeted something that I retweeted. He was like, well, the American dollar is backed by war and uh, Bitcoin is backed by math. And I thought, and I don't understand the math behind it. I really don't. I have like 200 bucks worth of Bitcoin. I missed the wave. But because uh, I, I don't get the math, I just, I guess I'm just not smart enough to understand it. But uh, if there was a way to do like an international, I just, I almost like gold better because at least there's a value to the commodity. But people that are smarter than me have tried to explain it to me. And I, I, I think cryptocurrency definitely has a future. I just, I truly don't understand it. Okay, so crypto is a commodity, not a currency. See, I thought it was the opposite. I thought that like steel and gold is a commodity and crypto is a pure currency because it's just, uh, I don't know. Everything should be merit-based. Yeah, for sure. Bitcoin wave is just beginning long-term play. Stefan on one side will say culture needs its heroes and on the other side will tear down George Washington. Well, the cool, the thing I like about Stefan is uh, he changes his opinions based on information. And that takes balls. Because if you go back in some of his pods, like he contradicts himself, but that's human nature. We all on some level are hypocrites and we all grow. And people that, that never change what they think or say are, are cult leaders. And so uh, that's why I disagree with some of the stuff he says, because we're different places in our lives and, and have experienced different things. Like this concept of European solidarity, like anything white, like I, I get what he's saying. The man's not a racist. I, I truly understand he's talking about demographic averages and stuff like that. But like, I think a lot of the stuff is based on um, myth. I used to live in the Czech Republic and it, I didn't live in Prague. I lived in Brno and I spent a good amount of time in the countryside. And if you talk to those guys about Slovakians, like right down the road or like the uh, Habsburg empire, it's like, there's no white unity. Like that's just an absurd concept. All right, Eli, it's a commodity in that there's a fixed amount. That's a good point. Yeah, don't they make like, it's like, a, I don't know. What are you guys talking about? I watched Joe Rogan podcast with Bitcoin Jesus. Oh yeah, I, I was going to buy Bitcoin then and my crazy smart physicist buddy talked me out of it. And if I had bought as much as I wanted to then, I could have bought a house. But that's okay. I don't get bummed about that. I also was going to buy, I did a, uh, a corporate gig for Under Armour. Like right at the Preakness or whatever, that like fucking horse thing. And I was with the CEO of Under Armour. And I'm at his like horse farm and we're all partying all night. I'm with a bunch of like high level like DC lobbyists. That's one reason why I know that like red team, blue team is all bullshit. And so I got out, like when I left, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a ton of Under Armour stock. And if I had done that, I would have lost a ton. Because since then, Under Armour's went down. So I think it's all about taking your wins and your losses. <laughs> I don't really like to buy stocks. I just, I don't really understand it.
after Brexit, I bought some, uh, I bought some, uh, pounds in an airport and I made a couple hundred bucks on it because I knew people overreacted. Is he still my buddy? Who the physicist? Yeah. And he still thinks it's bad. He goes, I'm telling you, it's a bad investment. I'm like, what the fuck? Three years ago, I was going to buy it. And now it'd be worth like, he goes, it doesn't matter. It's still not going to become anything. And I'm like, do you not know how buying and selling works? This is one of the problems with people that are super, super smart is they have massive deficits in certain parts of their brain. Like he doesn't understand the concept that you can buy and sell something in a fixed amount of time. You don't have to like hold it forever. That's literally the equivalent of being like, oh yeah, I just bought a house. It's like, there's no point, dude. The sun is going to expand until it's a red supergiant and engulf the earth. It's like, do you not get time? Like you just time. Like you buy it at one point, you sell it at another point. He's at, no, it's Kevin Hickerson. He's been on a bunch of my podcasts. He's a really good friend of mine. And he, he thought he was helping me out, but he's, he's retarded. He's the, he's the smartest retard in the world. All right, Justin, I haven't seen any stories about people turning Bitcoin into actual cash. Well, what you can do is you can, you, 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 you turn it into, like you can buy gold with it. All right, what did he say about Microsoft stock? Yeah, he probably said it was bullshit. The thing about Bitcoin is to be able to send it and spend it. Bitcoin sounds like a pump and dump scam. It, it does a little to me as well, but I think that uh, the decentralization of uh, dollars is, is starting to happen, I think, a little bit. And so um, I'm just trying to like, get, like, you know, get a little taste of thing, like other things that, uh, hang on, Owen, please listen to Peter Schiff. He's a bearish on Bitcoin and he's got some pretty good points. Dude, I, I was gonna have dinner with that guy recently. Yeah, I think. All right, Bitcoin crashed 6K in one hour. They froze trading, it's a scam. Uh, I, kn I know it's volatile. I, I, I'm not gonna call something a scam. That's why I only put a couple hundred bucks in it. All right, guys, I gotta go. Bitcoin is program currency of trust. All currency is trust. That's why it's called a bank and trust. Like a dollar bill is only worth what you say it's worth. It's almost like uh, Santa Claus. He's real if you think he's real. Ha ha ha. And I think that like people are losing trust in a lot of shit right now. And that's why I am uh, really wondering what economics are going to happen in the future. That's one of the benefits is of not being rich is I don't care that much. <laughs> like I, I'm doing fine. Thank you for the super chats. But uh, I don't have enough where I, I like stress about it. It's like if everything crashes, it's like I still have my gr weird green water. A friend buys into all these scams. She bought Bitcoin, so I won't. <laughs> you, so you do the inverse of your friend. Owen drank the Kool-Aid. Well, this is vitamins. For future reference, memos to each individual viewer may not be the most effective marketing strategy. What does that mean? Memos to each individual viewer may not be the most effective marketing strategy. Memos to each individual viewer. You mean like me talking to people? I, th I think I'm all right, bud, but I appreciate your advice. It's an unbreakable algorithm that provides trust. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like if the algorithm can't be broken, a nation state can't like take it down, which is valuable right now. 
Song. Did anyone hear the story about the billions worth of Bitcoin on a hard drive lost in a garbage dump? I don't understand that. All right, I'm going to close it down. Uh, I remember back in high school around 2008, they were using Bitcoin on Silk Road to buy drugs and mining Bitcoin on computers. If you bought Bitcoin back then, you're so rich. Stefan Molyneux is great. Watch his The Truth About series and his Fall of This series. I will. Um... No, I love reading what people have to write and, and responding to them individually. That's that's a blast. Bear coins. We should make our own currency. Buy gold grills and put your money where your mouth is. That's hilarious, Chris. All right, let's close down by listening one more time to the brand new song. There we go. What Kiwi say? Have a wonderful day, everyone. Oh, I love you guys, man. You guys are so fun to hang out with. Uh, don't forget the super chats. Oh, is there more super chats? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Adam. Okay, Cassidy Pierce. Can you play something uplifting? I have a Calculus 3 final at, at 3. Absolutely. Here's something uplifting. You got a Calculus final at 3 today, and it's going to take a lot of pencils. Don't forget your TI-83. Thank you, Texas Instruments. Wouldn't you like to have some beers? Sometimes you want some beers when you know that they're not, that there is no soy in them. All right, uh, I'll play you something else uplifting. What's a real uplifting song? Let's check out the chats. What's something really uplifting? The thing about the memo thing is because McCollum is the guy's name. Oh, I see. Ah, I got it. Thanks, Randall. I, I'm I'm retarded if no one realized that. Memos to each individual viewer may not be the most effective marketing strategy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm an idiot, but I'm glad I wasn't a dick. I literally thought that you were uh, telling me not to respond to each person, but that's cool. All right, could even use bear coins like military. Piano man's a good one. Ode to soy. cave to us it was great oh yeah i'm all about it girls by beastie boys no ipas at all they'll give you man tits all right so for those of you that joined late we're gonna close on a i just made this thanks to the help of the bears i uh recorded this this song here we go soybeans roasting on an open fire Estrogen pumping through male veins A dude named Carol hanging out by the fire With another whose gender no one knows I'm non-binary We know too much soy will make you trans it's in 
so much food today. I can't drink water without any soy in it. We were told by the guys who are old. I'm telling you, kid. That their buddies who ate soy lost their balls. And their wieners. We know that soybeans will make you gay. All those Starbucks lattes you drink make you gay. Can I have an extra towel? And in so Canada, the baby's mom will cry. Is it a boy or a girl? When the doctor won't say boy or say guy. It's a genderless baby, eh? And so I'm offering this simple song. I could be right or I could be wrong. There's no chance I'm wrong. A bean or two, or a bite of tofu is cool, but any more will make you trans. All right, bye bears. So fun. Love hanging out with you guys. Have great days.